1: Hour number two at Drive Time Sports. Here on the Buzz Radio Network, Rick Schaefer standing by. In Northwest Arkansas, I'm Randy Rainwater from the capital city.
0: Now to Trey Betty, brought to you by Asher Wrecker Service. 501 562 2293. Family owned and operated since 1980. Asher Wrecker, dependable towing and vehicle recovery service. Ask for Asher. Good afternoon, Trey.
2: Hey, guys.
1: Anything exciting going on the hill today?
2: Exciting going on the hill. Well, they're preparing for a big football game this weekend. Um, so there's that. There's news circulating around, I guess, about Danny nose emailing people, replying to emails and stuff. Um, that's about it. Okay. All right. Um,
1: there is that going around that there is been a FOI requesting the emails of Dan Enos and we'll just have to wait and see what uh develops from that particularly from head coach
2: Well, it's confirmed. Yeah. It's confirmed that it's, he's doing it, but uh, I mean, he's not like I don't know, not saying anything inflammatory, I guess. Not really sure. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right, today is the Bud
1: Light Little Blue Book, and $518.50, you can enter by way of the Asher Record Service Company Life and Feedback, the Southern Structural Solutions Buzz text line, which is 501-661-1037. You can email me at r at 1037thebuzz.com, or you can call in, and we do have a couple of callers waiting. Uh, $518.50 is the magic number. And the tiebreaker, Trey, have we talked about this this week in depth, and that is fourth and one attempts. Well, that is the tiebreaker today. The number of fourth down attempts by Arkansas.
2: Well, I hope it would be zero, but I'm going to say they go for it on fourth down two times. And for score, I have a hard time, Randy, predicting Arkansas to lose four straight. But I mean, I can't not predict predict them to lose just because they've been playing yeah, so right, terrible. Yeah, right. Yeah, and then staring down the nose at you know, like looking at Alabama right on the horizon. I mean, they're five straight. I mean, wow. Uh, but I mean, I, I can't predict them the way they've been playing on offense, especially. And I know what Ole Miss is capable of on offense to keep up with Ole Miss. I just, I can't, I can't see that happening. At the same time, I just can't even see them losing <laughs> four straight. But they've been playing so poorly, and you know, I know they moved some things on offense. I think that'll help them. But I don't know if it's going to be a monumental difference. If it was a monumental difference, they probably would have recognized that earlier, I would guess. There's a lot of things I can't believe. I can't, I can't believe the offensive line is in this shape in year four. And Sam Pittman. I mean, I just almost just assume that surely he's going to get the offensive line in order. You know, <laughs> but I
3: think that man. is the biggest thing with fans. Trey, I think everybody I talk to says, but Sam Pittman's the greatest offensive line coach. They, that is probably the thing that most people don't get
2: is, is how that could happen. I agree. Yeah, that's been the biggest thing I think. Yes. So I'm going to go with uh, I'll go with Ole Miss 42. No field goals. And I'll go with Arkansas. I'll go with Arkansas. Shoot, I wrote it down. I don't want to have conflicting ones because you <laughs> got on to me last time, Randy. I think I had 42-31. Uh, 42-31.
1: Okay. Okay.
2: Yeah, I do think the offense will put up some points. I mean, they're not playing Texas A&M's front this week, you know. Uh, so I think they'll have some more success. And, you know, plus I think some much-needed changes with the offensive line. I just... I think it's a little too little too late. I hope it is not just mass
1: chaos. When you when you think about it, all these new guys, even though they're all familiar with each other, with each other, and they have played together, but they haven't played together. Maybe they tried this. Did they ever go to this this length and have all these guys them here and Limmer there and. Kudas here and so forth and so on. Did they have? Did they try that in the spring at all, or do you remember?
2: They moved, they moved guys around a lot. They moved Latham around a little bit, but not much. Um, they moved Kudas. You know, Kudas was playing guard, played some center, and then they moved into tackle when they decided the tackles weren't blocking well enough <laughs> in pass rush. Uh, so you can only imagine how bad it was, I guess, before that. And then uh, you know Lemmer stayed where he was. He was the one guy that was wire to wire with the starting group. Latham was always with the starting group, but he was at a different position. You know they they moved him around quite a bit. Uh, Manual was pretty much staying at left tackle. And yeah, so. They definitely, and they, you know, they had Braun and Takius Crawford, kind of battling there at the right t- at the right guard spot. But we, I don't even know if we've seen Takius Crawford. I mean, but they they pretty much rotated them, and I think you know part of that is, you know, I'm sure you want to audition guys and everything, but at the same time, you want guys to feel like they're a part of it because you got to worry about transferring too. You know, I mean that's just kind of part of the college football nowadays. So. You know, I made the point yesterday. Just when you look at that Ole Miss offensive line, there's not a bunch of there's not a bunch of superstars on that offensive line. They're not. I mean, there's guys that are in the thousands. You know, out of their high school rank, one guy was a two star recruit out of high school, went to junior college, and was the bottom, lowest three star you could be coming out of junior college. Um, you know, Pettis, the six seven three sixty right tackle, he was, you know, an eighty five overall, which is a pretty mid mid range three-star recruit, I think the thing with those guys is they've got a guy that's got 36 starts under his belt, a guy with 41 starts, a guy with 21 starts, you know, guy with 17 starts, guy with 14, so they've got experience, but, you know, it just goes to show, you know, they're running for 180 yards a game, and they've given up, what, three sacks this year, you know, you don't just have to have a bunch of first-rounders to operate your offense. Mm.
1: All right. Let's uh, check in with Randy. Randy, good afternoon. You have a question or comment for Trey?
4: Uh, yeah, since uh, he's betting against Arkansas, <laughs> you have a chance to change your score in the blue book before the game. I'm going to tell you if if, if uh, Arkansas brings the LSU game to Mississippi. Arkansas is going to win that game. I've never bet against Arkansas, and I'm going, not going to start now. So, but anyway, uh, Trey, you got a chance mm-hmm. to change that score.
0: <laughs>
3: hey, I yeah, would he, love to change the Trey's score. Not I just, you, though, he, you're I not just can't. Against
2: him, but he can. Hey, I. I'm, I'm sitting yeah, there thinking about it, too. You. I know this game's close every year. I mean, not, well, it wasn't last year. They jumped out to them 42-6 to six last year. But I know this game's usually close. I mean, five of the last nine meetings before, you know, Ole Miss vacated two games for cheating uh, during the Hugh Freeze scandals. Before You know, the last nine meetings, five of them have been about four points. Three of them have been about one point, you know. So it's almost always a close game. Uh, and I, I think it'll be a close game you know, closer maybe than, than what people think I got Arkansas. I think the line's plus eleven and a half, so I got Arkansas just barely covering that. But um yeah, I I mean it's hard for me to envision them dropping a fourth straight game and then all the repercussions that come with losing four straight, because Alabama is next. And I'm not saying I'm not just saying they're gonna automatically oh. lose to Alabama, but they're gonna to lose to Alabama and Tuscaloosa. <laughs> and so they lose this one, that's five. <laughs> and
4: I'm just saying. I mean, five losses. No chance to change your score. <laughs>
2: okay. <laughs> uh, man, I hope you're calling. I hope you call in Monday and rub it in. I hope you do. Uh, I'm pulling I'm just
4: saying, if they bring that LSU game to Mississippi, Arkansas wins that game. Uh, hey, Randy, I'm getting that blue book.
1: Let's do it. Let's do it, Randy.
4: All right, Arkansas 48, old Miss 21.
1: Forty-eight twenty-one 21 Arkansas. Uh, and
4: as far as fourth downs go, I'm going to say, uh, and I was going to say four. Uh, I'm going to go three on that.
1: Three, Three fourth down attempts for Arkansas. And they're going to make all these fourth
2: down attempts?
4: <laughs> yes, sir. They're going to make them. That, that's why they're going to win the game. But I, uh, my ex-boss about 12 years ago, I bet him on Texas. And he said, now, you know, Arkansas and Texas played. And I said, I'll take Arkansas. And, um, uh, Texas was way up there on, you know, standing, uh, and Arkansas won that game. I don't know. I'm just saying if they bring the LSU game to Mississippi, Arkansas is going to win.
1: Thank you, Randy. Okay, Trey, I'm giving you a chance. I hope everything
5: that
2: Randy just predicted is
1: right. <laughs> I'm, I'm giving you a chance, Trey, to change your score real quick. Oh, my gosh. I can't, I can't change it. <laughs> Let's talk with uh, Tony. Tony, good afternoon. You got a question or comment for Trey?
4: Yes, I do. I uh, I also want to get in that blue book, too. All right, Tony. And can I go ahead and get in the bus and then I'll ask the question? Sure. All right. I we'll to say Arkansas. Thirty-four, Ole Miss thirty-one. We're going to beat them by a field goal. We're going to go for fourth uh, on fourth down one time.
1: All right. Now your question for Trey.
4: Yes. Are we going to
6: sign any more offensive linemen for the <laughs>
1: for this
6: class? <laughs> and can
1: you bring them in now?
6: <laughs> yes. Can you? bring I hope we get. Is there any way we get a five-star offensive lineman? <laughs> <laughs> Saying, I'll hang
2: up. Bless you. you guys have a good and God
0: bless you.
2: Thank you, Tony. Yeah, I mean, I don't know that there's, like, anybody they're hot and heavy on right now. There's Jaron McCory We talked about him from Oregon. And um, Fletcher Westfall, who's committed to Florida uh, from Virginia. So those would be, like, as far as, like, high-end, top-level guys, those would be the guys to watch right now. But um, I think they'll probably try to sign one more. If it's me, I'd just go. I'd get at the transfer portal in the off season, and um, try to find as many stud offensive linemen and use that transfer portal. Kind of do like Eric Musselman couldn't shoot the three. Well, let me go find a bunch of three point shooters. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's what I would do because it doesn't. I mean, it's easy. It's so much easier to get skill guys. You know, you can get pretty decent skill high skill guys. Um, they just don't make a lot of offensive linemen that are they're you know that big and athletic and talented and stuff. So. You know, you almost just say go out and find as high-quality, experienced veteran offensive lineman as you can. All right, as we
1: wait on uh, the next phone call, let's go to our Asher Record Service company live feed and feedback. Joel says, Trey, what is the best conference in football right now?
2: Well, it's still the SEC, but... Uh, there's probably an argument to be made for the Pac-12, but the SEC is still better. It's got, first of all, it's, it's more stable. <laughs> uh, it makes more money. It uh, has better fans. It has bigger stadiums. It has more tradition. It has better athletes. It has better coaches. It's not just about wins and losses every single year, although that's a big part of it. And uh, it's got better tradition, especially recent tradition. So it's the SEC still, even though pac twelve's having a good year. This
3: their last year, so they better enjoy it, right?
2: Yep. Yeah, it's a final. It's a hurrah. <laughs> I went back and watched some of that Pac-12 media day stuff, and it's just like, man, they just seem, like the commissioner, everything just seems oblivious to what's really going on.
1: Uh, Trey, this one also from our Asher record service company, Life in Feedback. Soar Hog says, Trey, couldn't KJ just basically fall forward four times in a row and get ten yards? Can he stop hesitating? <laughs> when he does decide to run, etc. Yeah.
2: Well, you don't want to do it too much. You want to get him hurt. But uh, how do you spell sore hog? Is it s o r s o r d Yeah.
3: I'm just for doing it on fourth and one. I don't care when else he runs. Fourth and one would be fine. There's a story yeah, on Sports and one Illustrated. Bush. Yeah, there's a Sports, or, or or not sports at all. Illustrated. Uh, the schools that are using that. LSU's using it. Oregon State's using it. Uh, they need a couple other schools. Last weekend, in college football, it was tried 23 times. It was successful 21. That's it's 21 <laughs> out of 23. So it didn't right. say how many times that snapping out of the shotgun, it was unsuccessful. I don't know that one, but... The Tush push was successful twenty-one times out of twenty-three attempts in college football games last Saturday.
2: Yeah, War Machine. Um, he posted uh, <laughs> the guy who does all the clips. He posted like Arkansas going for it and doing a similar deal, you know, under browse and having success with it against Alabama. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, right. It's, you know, this
2: year I think Arkansas probably would have brought the average down from twenty-one out of twenty-three to.
3: No, I don't think you know, so. I think 24. we'll never know they. are they're they're not a very good fourth down team. Pretty good. because they haven't no tried what. fourth because they haven't tried a quarterback. But even, even when they've fourth lined
2: fourth up in the dead tee, they and you know with KJ Anderson, they've had terrible results. Yeah, that's they're just they not good go in go short s- yardage just or at the goal go line. go
3: straight ahead and push.
2: I agree if you're going to do it, but I have very little confidence in them, even in that.
1: Well, Trey, I probably should have used this one if I had thought of it in advance for our tiebreaker. Kurt says. Uh, he's saying, if the game is close, I predict several temporary Ole Miss injuries. I should
2: have went oh, with, yeah. how many timeouts would be taken for oh, Ole Miss injuries? Yeah, Ole Miss is going to go for it on fourth down, and they're going, and Lane Kiffin is going to tell, you know, his staff that, you know, we're going to do injury. I wonder how that conversation goes. Now I'm, I'm just alleging here. I'm not like, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying this is actually. You haven't
1: been in the in the locker room.
2: right. But, like, just imagine this scenario. Like, there are, there are medical staff trainers and stuff. How does that conversation go? Like, you go up to them and you say, hey, we're going to fake injuries. I want you to put, you know, your <laughs> reputation on the line here and just go along with it. Like, is that how the conversation goes? And you just hope that I'm not the, saying uh, this uh, is actually happening. I don't want to get, you know, anybody in trouble. Yeah. And I'm just saying, like, if it's what's happening, is that the conversation?
3: Well, they have to be in on it. If yeah, I only saw the second half of LSU and Ole Miss, and that was a wild game. I, I never saw it happen. Did you? Did was there an injury timeout? I don't think so. Uh,
2: I, I don't, don't know. Think so. But I mean, it's obviously been it's obviously been happened. very common. I mean, when people yes. think Lane Kiffin, they think fake injuries, right? right. I mean, that's part of, <laughs> that's just part of it. <laughs> that's his legacy. But I just I just wonder how that conversation goes, like with the plan, you know, with like okay. You know, it's we're, our defensive lineman's is going to get tight. He's going, you know, he's going to roll down. He's going to act like he hurt his leg. You guys just play along, help him off. I don't know. Seems weird. Okay,
1: I need to do this one on behalf of um, Tori from our Southern Structural Solutions Buzz Text Line. Says this is Tory in Jacksonville. My seven-year-old daughter, Ava, says the score will be 58-49 to Arkansas, two times for the tiebreaker. Ava is listening with me, so please read her prediction on air if possible. There you go, Ava, and good luck Mm -hmm. to you. Seven-year-old Ava. All right. That's right. (laughs) Yeah. Trey, you still got time to change your score. All uh, right, let's talk to Hoopog. Hoopog, good afternoon. Welcome to Drive Time Sports.
6: Well, I thank you. I would like a Coke and some fries, please. All right. Um, how's everybody doing? <laughs> uh, Trey, um, I I like Sam Pittman, and I want to believe in him. But how? Uh, by the way, before I say this, let me just say I, I predict 24-21 Ole Miss – and the game will be lost by Arkansas coaching. That's, that's the way I feel things have gone this year. And I just wanted to preface my question to Trey with that right there. Trey, uh, mm-hmm. I like Sam Pittman, but how badly does it reflect on him that he hires uh, – I'm, and I'm biased. I'm, I was never a fan of Dan Enos. Uh, why does a guy hire an a, 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 offensive coordinator that doesn't reflect the offensive philosophy that the team has had in years past or the, the the roster that the team has, he, it seems like he picked up a name and not someone to help perpetuate his own coaching philosophy in the way that's the way I interpret it. How yeah. badly does that reflect on him? I, the thing that really myths me is that Sam Pittman every now and then exhibits bad decision-making. And as much as I want to believe in him, this one sticks in my crawl in a big way because I wasn't a fan of Danie Nunes the first time around. Here we go a second time. I wanted to get your take on that, Trey.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's certainly looking like maybe that was not the wisest decision to, um, you know, have a change. Well, I mean, browse left on his own, but maybe you go off and, you know, you hire somebody kind of in that tree and that philosophy. Uh, you know, Enos' offense... From what I saw what they did at Maryland, they did a lot of the same stuff that Arkansas does. Now, they did other things as well. I kind of thought that he would maybe adapt things a little more and, you know, implement his, you know, pro-style stuff. But it also contains RPO and stuff. I also don't think that we can tell if he's a good play caller or not because he has no time to throw the ball. Like, just no time at all to throw. And that's been a big part of it, too. I mean... Sure. I was sure. talking to this guy. I was talking to a guy uh, today, and he said he read something about somebody broke down. You know, Dan Eno's. He only had good offenses when he had a good offensive line, and like had all these statistics right. and stuff. But that, I think that would be true of anybody, isn't it? Not? <laughs> I mean, you know, who has a good offense with a bad offensive line? Probably not anybody. Well,
6: sure. Well, sure. What I liked about Kendall Biles is he showed a little creativity in adapting our offense to a lot of the teams that we played. It, mm-hmm. and I, I, admit I remember a I've lot of people ready something.
2: for old razzle-dazzle to go, though. That's yeah. what I remember. Well,
6: I wasn't, Too much razzle-dazzle. I wasn't. I, I... <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, yeah. perhaps, but, uh, but uh, we've, we've gone to the other end of the spectrum where Dan Enos is just uh, yeah. tepid to me. I, his play you don't, you don't like not having any time. first
2: downs for two quarters in a row? I don't kind of like offense. that, and I don't like <laughs> taking a
6: a all a preseason all SEC <laughs> quarterback and not letting him yeah. extend a pass past the 20, 20 yard threshold. I mean, it's just he's yeah. throwing and all these not, flat and passes. it's
2: not what we saw in the spring. Here's Bob, the off gotta run. go. Trey, the offense that we saw on the screen. We are out
5: of time. It starts with the Mud Connection Hogwild Wild pregame Show with Trey Shap and David Basil. Brought to you in part by Bud Light and the Holiday Inn Express and Suites off Weddington and Fayetteville. Fort Thompson's and Sherwood. Savage Access 2 Camel Rifle with Bushnell Banner Scope. $399.90. Regularly $469.90. Ruger American Predator. 6.5 Creedmoor on sale for $429.90. Regularly $479.90. Visit ftthompson.com. <laughs> Twin Peaks is the best in the game. Here, it's bigger game days and bolder fight nights. I mean, where else can you find a scratch kitchen that always comes in clutch? Every day, from lunch to late night. Only at Twin Peaks, the number one sports bar.
0: The original Jersey Boys, Frankie Valli and the Four Seasons.
5: Coming to the theater at Simmons Bank Arena, Saturday night,
0: January 27th. Frankie Valli and the Four Seasons. Tickets go on sale this Friday morning at 10 a.m. at Ticketmaster.com. Don't miss Frankie
5: Valli and the Four Seasons, the last Encores Tour, from 111 Productions and Danny Zalisco Presents. Hi, neighbor. It's Garen with Shamrock Roofing. Have you been denied a new roof by your insurance company after storm damage? You won't be denied at Shamrock Roofing. Give us a call or visit us at shamrockroofer.com. Right now, we're offering a free impact-resistant roof upgrade. Plus, if you've been denied coverage by your insurance company after the storms, you automatically qualify to win a new roof for free. Just visit shamrockroofer.com for details. Shamrock Roofing, where one call does it all at shamrockroofer.com. Hi folks, it's Chris Zender here at Frank Fletcher Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram in Sherwood. When you're in the market for a new Dodge
2: Chrysler Jeep Ram, we hope you give us a chance to earn your business. Here's some things to consider. Fletcher Dodge has been family-owned dealer here in Sherwood for over 25 years. We know how to take care of our customers to keep them coming back. Every Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram dealer pays the same price for their vehicles. It's the dealer that makes the difference. We'll give you the best deal up front. No haggling, no arguing. We make it easy to buy a new vehicle, and we'll pay you more for your trade-in. Compare our deal to anybody's and you'll buy from us. Come see us today for the deal of a lifetime on new Dodge Chrysler Jeep or Ram. At Frank Fletcher Dodge, you always get the best price, the lowest finance rate, and more for your trade. And we promise you a hassle-free buying experience. We want to be your dealer for life. Shop Fletcher Dodge and Sherwood before you buy anywhere else. Just tell us what you're looking for and we'll make you a deal. Come see us in person at Fletcher Dodge on Warden Road in
5: Sherwood or shop online at FletcherDeals.com. Pickup truck, sports car, motorcycle, minivan, townhouse, two-story, farmhouse, fixer-upper. What you drive and where you live is different for everyone. So it's important to have insurance that fits your needs and is just right for you. At Shelter Insurance, we understand that which is why our agents help you design a comprehensive auto, home, and life insurance plan. Insurance that fits just right. See shelter agent Christy Pettit in Maumel, Matt Cooper in Russellville, or Madison Buse in England.
2: If you've been married for a while and you want him to get you a bigger diamond, you got to come to Robert Irwin Jewelers. We'll take your old diamond and we'll put it in a beautiful diamond pendant for you for free and you could wear it around your neck forever. Robert Irwin Jewelers, now open in the Pleasant Ridge Town Center in Little Rock.
0: Now, back to Drive Time Sports, live from the Eat My Catfish Studios. Eat fresh, eat local, eat my catfish. You're safe at home with Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network.
1: Welcome back to Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network. Rick Schaefer. I'm Randy Rainwater. I must tell you, it's just about maybe too late for that Prime Rib Special at the Riverfront Steakhouse, but I will tell you that the Dinner for Two for $60 is still red hot. When I mean red hot, I'm saying this has been one of the best specials ever. I realize the Prime Rib for Two is a great special as well, but unfortunately they only have so many, and you might still, Test your luck, call 371-9000, ask for Shapur, and he can fill you in on what is the available, uh, if there's any available of the prime rib. Otherwise, i got to tell you, folks, you're not going to go wrong, though, with a dinner for two for 60 bucks. It is my all-time favorite. And uh, I even, I even checked in myself with Shapoor. That's why I've got the inside skinny. So I'm telling him, I think I better go for the dinner for two for sixty bucks. Because it's got the filet, the filet ten ounce, and the four of the famous double F fried shrimp. And two, not one, but two of the Riverfront salad bar, which is the largest salad bar in North America. And then you get to pick from two sides. I'm just gonna make it simple. Baked potato and um I like mashed potatoes with my steak as well. Gary likes the hibachi fried rice with chicken. Get it uh, medium. I mean, no, I'm going rare. Rare. Red with the Cool Center. All that for 60 bucks, folks. $60. Dinner for two. $60. Riverfront Steakhouse. North Little Rock. Wyndham Hotel. Come and get it. And uh, you will not be disappointed. And I can't wait for Frank to put the prime rib back on the menu again because I want to take advantage of it but we'll see that's the riverfront steakhouse three seven one nine thousand make your reservation now you know Chris that's I'm always a dollar late here this Frank had this great special the riverfront steakhouse the prime rib dinner 12 ounce buy one and you get one free. Twenty nine seventy five. And what did I do? I waited around too late.
7: Only did it for a night, huh?
1: Only tonight, yeah. That's well, tonight. Tonight only. I well, okay,
7: That's a that's deal you can't pass up. I don't even have to negotiate that one down. That's, that's <laughs> yeah. a deal right there.
1: Well, why don't you go after the show, Randy, if it's tonight? It's gone. I've already checked with William. I mean, they've sold oh. it out already. They've already sold it
3: out. Well, maybe Chris is already there with 18 of his clients. Maybe that's it, huh?
1: <laughs> Closing the deal! <laughs> well, no doubt. Hey, I'm, I'm, hey Chris, in.
3: Dallas back in the Super Bowl again? Yeah. Yeah, they're there. <laughs> uh, the,
7: week, the week-to-week Evan flows. Uh, they're out. That's right. lousy going to get the first pick of the draft. The next week they're going to win the Super Bowl. So it's um, the, the life and times of a Cowboys fan, I think.
3: Yeah. You know, uh, also, do you think this whole... Travis Kelsey, Taylor Swift thing is just a let's get publicity for both these people. Do you, you think there's any Yeah, to I mean this?
7: It, it's just publicity. I do agree you right? getting crazy out of hand, but yeah, I think absolutely both of them are getting publicity. And I think you know Travis Kelsey jerseys went up 400% in sales um, after it was announced, and you know two weeks ago she was at that game. So yeah, it's it's gotten crazy, but but absolutely, I think they're uh, they're both eating up the publicity with it.
3: Well, don't you think the NFL's eating it up too? Can you believe? They asked all of their networks to run free ads about her movie coming
7: out.
1: Yeah, what
3: about they run them free? And two of them crazy. did and two of them
7: didn't. Yeah, that no, that's, I agree. That's, that's crazy. Uh, I, I did see a funny thing on social media the other day. There were girls arguing who didn't know much about football. And they're like, oh, Taylor Swift put Travis Kelsey on the map. And then there were some guys that are like, I never heard of Taylor Swift until Travis <laughs> Kelsey started dating her. So it was, it was pretty funny to see that interaction.
3: Amazing, amazing. Okay, so can you explain for for us who don't truly understand how something like this can happen, how Denver can give up seventy points one week and win the next?
7: Yeah, I mean it's the it's the ebbs and flows of uh, of the NFL season. I mean, I'll tell you, I think I think in that in that Miami game, you know, Denver just kind of got to the point where they just. Somewhat gave up, like, hey, we can't stop these guys, and just not really, you know, not really trying to throw everything out. And defensive coordinator not sending blitzes as much. So I, I feel like that's kind of the case. Yeah, and they come back, and they, they, so obviously they can win. And, and uh, you know the old adage of anybody can beat anybody. Um, it's a, uh, it is a remarkable, a remarkable uh, change from week to week.
3: Did Russell Wilson show that he still is an okay quarterback? They were down twenty-one to nothing, and he brought them back.
7: Yeah, I mean, I think I think you know Russell Wilson still has some left in the tank. Um, He he does always seem like he's lost a bunch of receivers to injuries. Now they're starting to get back healthy, but um, I do think that you know he's got some left in the tank and can be effective for the next two to three years. I'm not saying a superstar, but can be an effective quarterback, um, you know, for the next two to three years, um, you know, with Denver and especially once Sean Payton gets more time to put his stamp on, get his players in his system. Um, I do think you'll see Russell Wilson, um, like I said, be pretty effective.
3: Okay, since you explained Denver, can you explain how the Miami Dolphins can score 71 week yeah. and get beat by three touchdowns the next?
7: <laughs> well, um, I would almost say the same answer with the ebb and flows, but again, it's, teams put a ton of film study into these teams. They look at tendencies. They watch, okay, if they're going to line up in this formation, we're going to take that away. Um, and so I think you see a lot of that. Um, you know, Tua didn't play great uh, on on some, this past week, so I think you just see it it uh, it is truly a week to week league, and and uh, you know, really and truly, um, anybody can can beat anybody there.
3: Okay, That's You know, are...
7: in in college, you see forty five point lines, thirty five point lines, you know, mm. forty two point lines. NFL very rarely do you see a line above fourteen points. Um, very rarely, sure. um, but because of that fact.
3: Will there be a more attractive Sunday night game all year than Dallas and San Francisco?
7: Oh, I'm, I'm excited about this game. I, I think if you're an NFL fan, whether you're a Cowboys or 49ers fan at all, this is going to be, I think, a, a great game. Um, I mean, you've got two two teams who can make the NFC championship game, um, two teams who could represent the NFC in, in the Super Bowl potentially. So I think it's going to be a great game. Can you imagine if Dallas hadn't messed up against Arizona? Um, you'd have two 4-0 teams going at it um, and, and even more. Uh, drama, but I do think it's going to be a great game. And to your point, Rick, they're they're probably salivating that it's uh it's the Sunday night game because it's going to be it's going to be a, a great one. I feel like.
3: Back to Taylor Swift, is she such a distraction that the Chiefs could only beat the Jets by three points the other? <laughs> you
7: know, I will say Zach Wilson. I watched that game. Um, he played well. In his entirety and Zach yeah. Wilson played very very yeah. well compared. Yeah, you know, especially too. So I think I think you do see. Hey. He maybe he's he's got some you know some some stuff to him there and uh, see why he was drafted so high. I do think Nathaniel Hackett, the offensive coordinator, kind of opened it up a bit too um, there and said, "Hey, let's just try to go go wing it with Zach a little bit as opposed to the more structured scripted uh, plays that they had been running." And so I would look. I'm not a I'm not a Zach Wilson fan. I'm not you know anything, but I was impressed by him and I think you could certainly see some improvement.
3: When do you think? Daniel Jones will show improvement. Was that the general Giants <laughs> absolutely awful the other night?
7: You know, he's, he's been really interesting. Um, and Joe Shane is the GM there, and I'm actually pretty close to him. You know, we've kind of grown up in the business together. He was an area scout when I first started, and he's a great guy. Um, and I remember right before, you know, he had a dilemma with Saquon Barkley and Daniel Jones and who to try to extend long-term, if he could do both of them or, you know, tag, both of, I mean, tag one of them or whatever to do. And so... They decided to extend uh, extend Daniel, and and right now they might be be regretting that a little bit. It's a uh, that's an interesting deal, but but Joe had told me before uh, they did all that. He's like, you know, yeah, he's like, I'm gonna try to keep both of them back if I can, and I think we can win with them. And I just it makes me wonder if um, if they're thinking the same now because Daniel Jones has been bad now. In Daniel Jones' defense, his offensive line has been horrible. They've he's had he's missed his left tackle in several games. He's missed. Um, two other starters at different times on that offensive line, and then obviously Saquon being out. Um, you're not giving Daniel much to work with, and their backup running back doesn't put fear um, in any any team. So um, that is that certainly contributing to some of Daniel Jones' issues.
3: You think that, uh, you know, we often talk about the team that wins the Super Bowl having a little bit of a hangover the next year, which the Chiefs really haven't except for the first loss. Uh, what about the team that didn't win the game, the the Eagles, everybody kind of predicted they just, you know, stormed past everybody, and they're not exactly beating people bad, are they?
7: No, you know, they're undefeated for um, back-to-back years. I think it's said for the first time in 10, 12 years. I don't remember the exact number there, but um, Jalen Hurts doesn't look uh, like Jalen Hurts did last year either, and it's interesting to see he's not playing as well. He's missing some open receivers that I felt like he hit last year in some of those routes. Um A.J. Brown is, is doing well, but again, I feel like it all starts with Jalen Hurts, and the Philadelphia is known to have one of the better offensive lines. They haven't looked great, um, and then the defense was supposed to be really, really good this year, and, and they haven't looked great, so yeah, it's very interesting to see um, see that, but despite all that, they are 4-0, um, but it is it is very interesting to see some of these quarterbacks, Joe Burrow being another one, that aren't playing to the level that, that you expect and that you've seen last year, and it's and it is certainly affecting their team's play.
1: That led me to this question, because that was what I was going to ask about Joe Burrow. Hmm. Do you think that calf is really that big of an issue? Now I realize when you start crunching the numbers, Joe Burrow's calf isn't close to being healthy. Results is four point eight yards per attempt, the worst by any player through four games. That's a minimum of a hundred and fifty attempts since nineteen. 19- Fifty. He's completing 29% of his throws at least 10 yards downfield. That's on pace to be the worst mark by any quarterback since the infamous Jamarcus Russell back in 2009. Wow. So is that calf? I mean, it, th- these numbers sound real, that there is a real issue, Chris, with the calf of Joe Burrow.
7: Yeah, it's interesting, Randy. I saw that stat about uh, DeMarcus Russell. So you got two LSU quarterbacks, um, <laughs> that, and you don't want to be necessarily mentioned in the same sentence as DeMarcus Russell. No, you don't. Quarterback. And, and so, uh, unless we're talking about arm strength, maybe. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's interesting because, you know, is can Joe Burrow's cap really cause all of these issues that yeah. he has where he's missing yeah. receivers, where he's, you know, throwing behind some of them, missing on some of the timing? Um, and I think, honestly, it has more to do with, the fact that literally week one was the first time he'd been able to, to really practice and throw with any of these guys um, because of that you know, that calf injury early on. So I feel like it was more, because again, some of, to me, some of the timing and some of the, the cohesiveness looked off not as much as the athleticism with the calf. Um, and so now the rumor is he, he felt the best he's felt after this game and it felt as, as good as he's felt all season right now. So we'll see if that changes things this weekend.
1: All right, hang on Chris. We gotta step aside for just a moment. That is Chris Turnage, our NFL agent and guru. Rick Schaefer. I'm Randy Rainwater. Drive time sports will continue in a moment.
5: Registration is open for the 2023 1037 the Buzz Fall Golf Tournament Tuesday October 10th at the Burns Park Golf Course presented by Tito's Handmade Vodka. This is the Pigskin Preacher bringing you the word. Double B's is a growing Arkansas company with 34 locations in our state. Small local businesses are the largest employers nationally and create 2 out of every 3 new jobs. Buying locally at Double B's means creating more opportunities for local residents to work in our communities. When dollars are spent locally, they are respent locally, paying more salaries and building the local tax base. You want to keep Arkansas thriving and unique? Support an Arkansas-owned business like Double B's, which helps define our community's self-image and creates Arkansas pride for Arkansans. Double B's is of Arkansas. And four, Arkansas, Double B's. It's where you gas it, grab it, and go. That's Double B's. Hunter's Refuge in Whitehall is having a massive hunting sale Wednesday through Saturday. Great deals on rifles and muzzle loaders. Select scopes up to 40% off. Hunting clothes, guns, blinds, accessories are on sale. Save up to 75% off casual clothing and shoes. Enter and store at Hunter's Refuge to win prizes, including a Vortex Experience Trip. Hunters, scope out the goods at huntersrefuge.com. Hunter's Refuge Hunting Sale, Wednesday through Saturday, presented in part by Drake Waterfowl.
2: I know the last three years, people have got accustomed to paying sticker price for a brand new vehicle. Well, it's not that way anymore at Red River Ram. If you're looking for a new Ram truck, we've got heavy-duty four-wheel drive trucks starting at 49 dollars or up to $12,000 off sticker price for a Cummins diesel. And we've got $11,000 off Ram 1500 Bighorn four-wheel drive trucks. If you want the best selection and the best buying experience, make that beautiful drive right here to Heber Springs. Now during Ram Power Days,
5: Waiting is no fun. Like when you're hungry waiting for the microwave. Waiting for the light to turn green when you're running late. Come on, come on, come on. Or waiting for your notoriously unpunctual friend to arrive at the bar, even though she just texts you five minutes away. Sure you are. At the payroll company, we know waiting stinks, which is why we pride ourselves on fast replies to our clients, doing payroll right and on time each month, and answering questions quickly and efficiently. The payroll company less headaches more than payroll visit more than payroll.com welcome back to drive time sports live from the eat my catfish
0: studios where it's much like any of the seven eat my catfish locations minus the always fresh delicious food options like the family packed catfish dinners you're in hog heaven this is Drive Time Sports, a presentation of the Buzz Radio Network. Welcome
1: back to Drive Time Sports. you on the Buzz Radio Network. Rick Schaefer. I'm Randy Rainwater. We'll be rejoined in a moment by our NFL agent and guru. That is Chris Turnage. But first, I want to talk to you about the Robert erwin jeweler guarantee how do you hear the word guarantee well this is one guarantee that you can be assured of and realizing that's not what you go into this in the beginning and what i mean is okay you propose you get the ring you get the ring with the diamond it's i mean it's it's everything's good right Well, you don't know what's going to happen over the next 12 months, next 365 days. So Robert Irwin, their guarantee to you is 365 days to return your loose diamond and custom-made engagement ring. And on top of that, you started out with zero down with up to 60 months to pay. So can't beat that. That's zero down with up to 60 months to pay. By my math, which is not always good, it's like five years. So you got plenty of time to pay for it. But something doesn't go right. You've got the meant-to-be guarantee. And you've got a great staff that's going to work with you every step of the way. And I'm trying to tell you guys, maybe it's not an engagement ring, but you want a fine piece of jewelry, they will work with you work within your budget to find you a beautiful piece of jewelry that you'll be proud to give no matter the budget. And do it now. Order it now so you can make sure it's here for that special day, which in most cases we're thinking Christmas Day. That's what I'm going to do. I'm headed to Robert Irwin Jewelers, and I'm going to pick out that perfect piece for my beautiful bride, with a great surprise on Christmas Day. No, she's not listening, so I can say that now. Robert Irwin Jewelers, two locations: the McCain Bald in North Little Rock and the Pleasant Ridge Town Center, Highway Ten, next to the Fresh Market. That's Robert Irwin Jewelers: bigger, brighter diamonds, better prices. All right, Chris, I, I've got to, uh, I've got to get you into the Bud Light Little Blue Book now. I uh, someone asked me what was Kevin McPherson's prediction he had Ole Miss 31 30 with um, one fourth down attempt by Arkansas so Chris what is your prediction for the Arkansas Ole Miss game
7: I'm going a higher score as it's been the past uh, couple years I think maybe uh, I know there's been concern about Arkansas's offense, and I'm right there with the concern. Uh, but I do think maybe you're going to see um, Dan Enos let KJ just be a little bit more KJ um, in this game. So I'm going to go um, 44-41, and I'm going to go Arkansas. I think it's time Arkansas wins the game. Um, and uh, let's, let's try to get off this, uh, this losing streak. So 44-41. And then I'm going to say they go for a fourth down. Was That, that was a tiebreaker. Yes, race, sir. Fourth yes down. sir. Yes, sir. That was a conversions or just a temps?
1: Temps. Right. We're no. not going with conversions. <laughs> that, that'd be pretty easy. That'd be pretty like, easy, oh, and I have a bunch of zeros.
7: <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm going to go two attempts.
1: Two attempts, okay.
7: And both from shotgun, for what it's worth. <laughs> oh, no, Chris. <laughs> no.
1: I can't take no more out of the shotgun. No, I can't take any more. All right, let's talk with Cole. Cole, good afternoon. Welcome to Drive Time Sports.
4: Good afternoon, guys. I hope you're doing well this is Thursday afternoon. I would like to enter the blue book and ask a couple questions.
1: All right, go right ahead. All
4: right, I have Arkansas winning forty-five to forty-two off of a Little field goal last second. And then for the tiebreaker, I have two attempts, and hopefully one of them at least is under center.
1: <laughs> okay.
4: And your question's for Chris. Yes. uh, So my first question is, uh, what are your thoughts on a possible Cowboys versus Dolphins Super Bowl? And then also, what's the likelihood of Taylor Swift finally doing a Super Bowl halftime show now that she's talking to an NFL player? And I would like to also give a shout-out to my wife, Lauren. Her birthday is Monday. I love you. And I'll hang up and let you guys
1: talk. Congratulations to you
7: there we go and Lauren my birthday is close my birthday is Sunday so Lauren and I are close there um, but uh, Cowboys Dolphins that would be the NFL would love that um, that would be a very very high dollar ticket um, from a Super Bowl standpoint it'd be um, extremely uh, extremely anticipated if you had that I don't I don't know that I think both of them are absolutely contenders I think it would be unlikely that both of them make it um, I do think there are some flaws with both teams and so for both of them to make it I think would be kind of unlikely but I, I could certainly see either one um I feel like Cowboys may be a little bit better chance than the Dolphins um but that would be that would be a great Super Bowl and as, as it looks right now you'd have a great defense versus a great offense um NFL would love it um but I, I think I think Miami's got a much tougher road to get through the some of those AFC teams there um when you're talking Buffalo Kansas City and uh and, and some of the others, so. Um, could happen, and would love to see it happen, but uh, I do think it might be a little, little bit of a long shot there. And then, in terms of Taylor Swift doing a halftime show, mm-hmm. um, it's obviously this year's halftime show has already been set, so you might have to see next year's. And uh, who knows if they're still together or not? Uh, but I know a lot of times some of the artists, you know, don't like having to pay and, and put some of their stuff, their own stuff together at times. And so um, does Taylor Swift feel like she needs it? Maybe, maybe not, but. Um, It is somewhat iconic, you know, if if you're an entertainer to be able to do the Super Bowl halftime show. So, um, Travis Kelsey probably doesn't have a ton, a ton of more years left. So maybe you'll see it uh, not this year, but next year if if they're still dating. Maybe Taylor Swift comes out. So let's do it.
3: What are the odds of that? Them They're probably being, married by uh, then. No, she'll, no, but she'll have two albums out singing about him and probably not so positive ways. Singing about ways. the breakup with Travis. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's exactly <laughs> right.
7: Yeah.
1: Uh, all uh, right, right. I, I need to squeeze this one in real quick. By way of our Asher Record Service company, Live feed Feedback Do says, please ask Chris uh, as a longtime Bears fan. I was hoping we finally found a franchise quarterback, but I think Justin... Fields is a total bust. I've read that Caleb Williams would stay at USC rather than get drafted by the Bears. What are your thoughts on the mess in Chicago and R. I. P. Dick Butkus?
7: Yeah, Dick Buckus just passed away, I believe, at seventy. Um oh, so he, was a, he did. I didn't know. Great that. linebacker, yep. I um, yeah. hated that. So um that was yeah, that was sad to see. As far as Justin Fields you know, last year, the first half of last year, everybody kind of thought he was horrible. He was missing throws. He could run, obviously, um, but was not good. Second half of last year, he started to pick it up. You're starting to see that running throw combination starting to give some bears a little hope, uh, a little optimism, and then it looks like he's completely regressed this year back to that first half of, of last year's form. I do know there are some heavy doubts there um, within the organization about Justin. Can he get it done? Obviously, they're saying all the right things now. He's our guy. Yada yada, but there are absolutely you know some question marks inside that building. Is is he the guy? Now you'll hear some, some college players talk in regards to Caleb Williams at this stage. Oh, I'm not coming out if I get drafted by the Bengals or if I get drafted by them. Um, but a lot of times when it really comes down to it, you know those guys don't want to don't want to put it back. Now NIL has certainly changed that landscape as Caleb Williams is making a very very um, pretty penny um, mm-hmm. to where he's not hurting and having to worry about coming out you know for any sort of money consideration. But um, when it all said and done, does does somebody really, really turn it down? It's happened a few times, John Elway, Eli Manning, um, but but not very often. So I I would be pretty surprised at this point if Caleb Williams doesn't come out. Um, But at the same time, um, let's get a little closer. Let's see even even if the Bears are in that number one spot, um, you know, to be able to do something with.
3: What do you think a guy gets for being in Wendy's commercials or – Toyota commercials. So, you have any idea what they get for something like that?
7: Well, I, I know generally, or, or some of the NFL guys that I've seen are, are aware of their contract. I mean, sometimes you're talking anywhere three hundred to five hundred thousand, depending on how long okay. it runs. Sometimes you're talking mm-hmm. um, more than that. If it's if it's a, a total campaign, you know, if Wendy says we're going to use you over the next five campaigns, yada yada, um, it could be you know easily a million dollars, a two million dollar uh, deal, but I would assume so I would assume Caleb is in that range um that's a complete like I said assumption but um, that he would be somewhere you know in the in the 3 to 600 range probably for some of those.
0: That's amazing.
7: Wow. I've heard that 3
1: million plus is what he's making NIL. Caleb. That wouldn't surprise me. Williams and that pretty well fits with what you said if it's a series a um these are national campaigns. Wow! All right, Chris, we will talk with you next week. That's Chris Turnage, our NFL agent and guru. Hour number three, straight ahead.
5: Board-certified, fellowship-trained physicians at Martin Orthopedics provide complete care for students, adults, and athletes. At Martin Orthopedics, the surgeons and staff pay exceptional attention to every patient's needs. When you go to Martin Orthopedics, every member of the team aims to help patients return to their normal daily activities or playing the sport they love without pain. Whether it's your knee,
4: hip, or shoulder, the physicians at